Welcome to Peaceful Power Project, the podcast. I'm so excited to share about maybe, yeah, one of the best days of my life. <laughs> um, also, one of the most joyful experiences I've ever had and my first ultra. So I was Googling, or not Googling, I was uh, podcast searching and go- whatever, I was Googling like about someone's first ultra marathon. And for those of you who are listening because you listen to my, um, you know, podcast for mindfulness and meditation and movement and aren't um, runners, so to speak, uh, a an ultra marathon distance is, what is it? A foot race <laughs> longer than the traditional marathon. So 42 kilometers or 26.2 miles. If you see the stickers on the back of the cars, 26.2. That's so anything more than that. I I think there may be some debate in the ultra community that like, I don't think 27 miles counts as an ultra, but maybe it does, but I don't really know. This is all very new to me. so, So that's the definition of an ultra marathon. The next distance that you get a sticker for on the back of your car (laughs) is a 50K, 50 kilometers, 31 miles. So that's just kind of, this is totally redundant if you're a running person or an ultra person, but for those of you who are not, that's the deal. So um, yesterday, and I had to record this as soon as possible, it's so fresh, I'm still really basking in the energy and experience of yesterday. So I I needed to kind of get right to it (laughs) and record at seven in the morning the day after. Um, So I participated in uh, Riverbend Ultra's 12-hour 50K. And the race director, um, just an extraordinary human. I'm so grateful. I mean, I don't know this person very well, but just to to do something like this. And I, I also know that he's very active in the Florida Ultra Runners community. So yay and thank you. You're amazing, Mark Kudak. Um, and I like looked for pronunciation um, of your name on Facebook. So I really hope I got it right. Um, I just wanted to record this, but I just wanted to check in first, but I hope you're sleeping. Um, so what an amazing event. Uh, the race is called like 50k slash 12 hour. Uh, I'll, I'll share um, other people's intentions, my intentions, and then the experience and how this kind of fits into the wellness podcast. Peaceful Power Project is uh, mental health, physical health, emotional, spiritual health and well-being. And for me over the past few years, just being a very new runner myself, starting like halfway into my 40th year, Um, I'm 44 now. Um, I feel like running has become my physical health, mental health, spiritual health, emotional health. And um, that's why this episode fits into Peaceful Power Project. Uh, And yeah, and I feel like it can be an extraordinarily healing experience for all people. So the way the race is set up, I called it a challenge for me rather than a a race because I wasn't really racing (laughs) per se, but, um, some people came, well, people, some people came just for uh, like community and camaraderie and, and 
just connection. It's, a, it's an incredible community here in uh, Florida. And, and some people came to get their training runs in and just join in the vibe and energy of, of this event. So some people came just for their regular run and to be part of something super awesome. Other people had goals of um, maybe time for their 50K. Um, so seeing like how quickly they could do that distance um, today at that race. And then there was the 12-hour kind of format where um, people would see how many miles they could get in a 12-hour period. So I, I don't know if this is weird the way I approached it, um, but uh, my intention was to get my first 50K and to keep going until the end. And I'm pretty sure that was probably not the best idea because I was so conservative. I walked a ton. I yeah, I was just so conservative. So maybe I could have done the 50K in less time, but I just kept thinking even after I finished the 50K, I'm going to still be moving. So let's hold back. That said, maybe I gave, I, I know I didn't give it my, I would, I did give it my best effort in the big picture, but I mean, I could have picked up the pace at different places, but my whole mind just had 12 hours. And so I set both goals and I think it's actually, um, a beautiful way, um, as a newer runner, not like a, I'm a slow marathoner, um, to approach a 50 K anyway, <laughs> conservatively. So I'm, I'm happy and I'll share more about my strategy later. I'm more than happy. I'm like, I don't even know the word, like overwhelmed with joy and I'm proud and it's the coolest thing ever. So, um, I want to, I did, I never take notes for these podcasts. I probably should, but, um, I did want to do the thank yous. Um, so I already did the thank you to Mark. Uh, what a great event and all the volunteers that were there. Um, it was really cool. The format, um, is a 3.88 or so lap around Riverbend Park. Riverbend, um, has a really special place in my heart. It's where I go to just be immersed in nature. Uh, Florida, we have the beach and the beach is totally nature and it's magnificent, but there's something in Riverbend where, um, you can get rid of the car sounds and any other sounds except for nature. And oh my gosh, it's just, I mean, I would, (laughs) I, I run there regularly. So, um, it was my home. So that was also really, really nice. So there was a loop and you go around the loop and then you check in and there's a smiling face, like crossing off your, either you have a number, they cross it off, how many loops you do. Um, so thank you. Thank you volunteers. Thank you, Mark. I'm also really grateful um, for the universe or divine timing. Uh, one year ago, uh, this event was happening and I was just on my regular uh, morning riverbend run and I saw all these people, a lot of them with the, the vests and lots of hydration and I was like, what is this? This is crazy. It's people. I'm a very solo runner. Um, I run when I can and so that just makes it by myself and it's totally fine. I love it. I actually am not by myself a lot. So it's like a, um, sanctuary. But when I saw this community, I'm like, wow, they're cool. And I got to connect and I 
not sure if I like ran a loop last year, but I got to connect with one of the runners and we had a conversation. I believe it. We may have even had a conversation. I don't know. I don't know how long it was. I was there for like a six mile run. So maybe it was like three miles. And I knew without a doubt I would be doing this (laughs) next year. I was like, I'm here. I don't, I hadn't even run a marathon distance yet, but I'm like, I'm here. And I had a marathon planned, um, last September for December. So I knew I was working towards, towards this, but I'm like, who are these people? What is going on? There's, there's groups of people. And then I did, um, kind of hop on Facebook and get into some of the ultra communities. Again, I hadn't done anything like that, but what like cool, crazy, extraordinary, like humans like who do this and who do it I don't want to say well but like who are still moving at a a pace (laughs) like 12 hours in there's people running I mean again being newer it just blows my mind that the legs will do that but I know I know mine will eventually um I'm just saying that because there was a lot of walking involved in my my run um but anyway, so I'm thankful for the universe and divine timing that connected me to this community. Um, that was so cool. And then again, in that moment, I'm like, yeah, I'm there next year. Um, I'm super grateful for my mom. Uh, my mom was my crew. My mom supports me. Um, she helped me bring all, all the stuff. All the Oh my gosh. I'll, I'll share a bit of that later because when I was like googling and podcast searching for first ultras I don't know I didn't I like I heard what to pack but most of the episodes I listened to were actually already athletes who have like built up to this next distance and I didn't really resonate or connect or it was too complicated like blister care but whole kits and stuff so I'll just like share what I brought and share what I did not use um but anyway, my mom was awesome. She helped me with everything. She did the first loop. She took it at her pace, just walking around that 3.88. I was so proud. It made me happy to just think of her out there as I was running. There was more running for me in the beginning. <laughs> so um, so grateful for my mom. And then my friends, so cool. I had my best friend came. Um, I'll share more about that later. My best friend came to support. And then everyone else who like texted and checked in and even just let me talk about this forever because I just talked, talk, like talked about, it. I was so excited. So anyway, thank you all for listening. Um, obviously I have to thank my coach. Um, my coach is Athena Farias and she is, I, I don't even know. She got me, oh, she got me there. I mean, just to, again, be uninjured and healthy at the start of something after a lot of training is huge. I mean, it's huge. And I could not have done that on my own. I'm, I am convinced also helping me set my goals and make sense of things in my head, strategize, um, and gosh, helping me nail in that nutrition hydration. I'll talk more about that later. I mean, she, she has been just extraordinary and going at my, my level, my pace of, of, getting into this sport. Oh, I I just can't. And actually on Peaceful Power Project, the podcast, I have interviewed Athena and it's to this day, one of my favorite interviews. So please, please, please check that out. She's amazing. 
Um, and then of course I want to thank my girls. Um, this was the best, uh, at the end of the night last night, Lila said to me, she said, cause she, she came, I guess part of the story is they came to support me and they were there as I finished my 50 K, but I'll, I'll describe it more later. But anyway, last night she's like, mom, you didn't look as bad as I thought you would. I was like, thanks. Um, it actually felt great the whole time because of how conservative and mindful I was being. So it, and how focused I was on nutrition and hydration. So I did feel good, but it was great to know I didn't look that bad. Um, and then of course, Cosette who showed up in flip-flops at the 50 K and was just like trying to convince me to let her do a loop with me. And I was just like, you gotta, gotta go get some shoes. So, which is funny because I'm like a barefoot person, but just the, the rockiness of the terrain, just no, it wouldn't have been a good idea. And so, um, she did go home and got sneakers and came back with my mom and Cosette and my mom finished the final two. The loops got short at the end, just time. It was a great like philosophy of, you know, I couldn't go out for another four, but I could go out for another one. And so, uh, Cosette, my mom did the last, uh, two little loops and wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, so good. Um, so yeah, that's, those are the thank yous. That's a bit about the race. Um, and my experience, oh, I, I did pack my Aftershocks headphones and, um, one of my yoga students slash amazing friends was, who's also a, a great runner. She's a great runner. She was like, Oh, don't use headphones cause nature. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's how I, I usually roll. That's my jam. But this is 12 hours. I mean, there's just no, I, I mean, I'm going to need something. I'm going to get bored. It's going to get hard. Um, and there was hard, it, there was hard. I'll, I'll tell you a bit about that too. But um, at no point did I want to listen to anything at all. Uh, two songs came up in my head um, while we were going. Let me try to. Well, one of them uh, is the one that says, uh, "I thank you for sunshine. I thank you for rain. I thank you for joy. I thank you for pain. It's a beautiful day." Um, look it up. It's a great song. It's called It's a Beautiful Day. Um, that song came up and then Mumford and Sons After the Storm, um, because there was a storm, uh, also came up. So I sang a little, uh, uh, sang a little songs in my head, but never, ever wanted to put headphones on. Um, I'm trying to find the, oh, After the Storm, some of the lyrics hold on oh I'm gonna have to find it (laughs) it's so good um yeah after after the storm I'll do this later um but anyway no headphones and that brings me to one of the coolest things um was that uh time time I remember my marathon is the road and like I don't know I don't know what it was but when you're in nature and I mean I texted a couple times but I wasn't like doing and I took a few pictures but that was pretty much at the end um at the end what's the end I don't know um but I um 
yeah, just something with time. Like at two o'clock, I was like, are you, are you kidding? I've been out here since seven in the morning and it, it didn't feel like any time had passed. I guess that it was such a strange sensation. I just think it's, um, I just think it has something to do with being disconnected, uh, from anything electronic or machine and just being in nature space. The, I could just be there all day if, you know, I don't, I don't know. I feel like, you know, I don't know. It, it's something really special and, Ooh, I don't want to mess this name up, but I think it's Colin O'Brady who talks about going out. Let me, Colin O. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so Colin O'Brady talks about the 12 hour walk maybe. And I, I did run in, right, I jogged, um, but there was a lot of walking involved, but he talks about walking out your front door and just going for 12 hours, putting your phone in airplane mode. You can keep your phone because it's um, like a connect safety or whatever, but putting in airplane mode and just going out. So this isn't like what I'm saying because I was out immersed in nature, but just this idea of like disconnection um, from you know, constant stimulus. What a, what a crazy thing. I, I don't know how to put into words. I'd love to know if you are out there, if you do endurance sports, like what happens to time, especially those people who do like days, like the 200 milers. I don't even know, but I will tell you there was not a point where I was like, oh my God, five hours left. It, the time was just like graceful. I don't know how else to put it. It was amazing. So I'll break it down. Um, I did come with a strategy of running for four miles and walking for one. I kept that up for sure on, actually, no, I didn't. All my technology was messed up. Like I was just trying to like my watch, my phone telling me when to walk and run. And so for the first like 10 minutes, I just kind of jogged with the coolest group ever. Um, just kind of chatting and jogging, um, and connecting and one of my favorite things is like these are my people and I don't even know them and it's and that makes it so easy to make these instant connections and there were connections like that's the only time I think I ran with people for more than 10 minutes because I just got super slow at the end but even the like three minutes of jogging with someone, um, or their like two minutes of their walk break or even passing like the super fast people lapping around me or passing like really just brief and beautiful connections because I do feel like, and I, I don't, you know, I just feel like they're my people. We all have this, this thing in the core, um, that desires an experience like an ultra marathon or being in nature all day. And, um, that, that was so cool. Um, so anyway, I got to chill with some people, slow pace, just jog in for 10 minutes, but then I got my thing working. And actually there was one other person whose four one method was like exactly the same as mine. So I even had some like connection time there. So that first lap was just fun, <laughs> like really fun. Um, and then I, I think the second lap was fine. I was definitely more alone because I was, we, you know, you stop, you fill up your water. So the person who had the same 4-1 uh, kind of 
you know, y'all go back out at different times. So I think I was alone, but still not completely alone <laughs> like I was during the last half or the last majority. But, um, and it was great. I don't know. I kept up with, you know, first eight miles, eight miles. Um, fortunately I had, um, my only like need for the bathroom was at mile eight. And that was exactly when I came to check in at the pavilion, there was a working bathroom. That's kind of like a, a unicorn race. I've no, I've never seen that before. Um, so that was great. And then my stomach was clear for like the whole rest of the time, which again, like what a gift, um, you, you know, if you know, you know, um, and then that third loop, whew, it's just, it was, I'm not going to like curse in this, but it was hot it, and humid. And, and I know actually like I listen to podcasts of runners who run in like the desert and it's like you could boil it, not boil an egg, you could fry an egg on the sidewalk. But I just for me, I would look at, and I never run with um, heart anything. I don't, I don't like data actually, but I was wearing a, um, my old, old, um, watch like Garmin watch because I didn't know if my phone would die. I wanted to have two things like to track and my heart rate was like through the roof, even when I was walking and I'm like, Oh, if I'm going to make it all day, I've got to slow down. And I wasn't going fast, but I needed to stop the four one. And I just kind of, um, turned the volume down and added more walking in and just kind of followed my intuition there. And I just kept reminding myself that this, you know, they're like, it's a, what, it's a marathon, not a sprint. I was like, this is an ultra marathon, not a marathon. So I just really scaled back and started walking in that third loop. The fourth loop, when it began, I was starting to get like, oh no, I got lost. I don't know if it's the third or fourth group. Uh, loop. First of all, the flags, like that everything was amazing. But when you're out there, like, I guess I didn't pay attention. I turned, you know, I turned the wrong way. Everything was clearly marked, but I got lost for 2.5 miles. Um, I was like devastated because I knew they were like Xing off things to like total your time. And then I'm like, but I did two and a half extra miles. I don't know. I just got into like um, I had whiny Sarah mode. I was like really disappointed. And, um, I did text my coach and she was great. She's like, yeah, you're an ultra marathoner. Now you got lost. <laughs> I was like, awesome. And, um, then when Mark told me the time would still count, not just the X's on the thing, I was like, okay, those two miles count. It's just so silly. But anyway, it brought me down. I was hot. I was like, we're close to like maybe mile 16, maybe 16 to 18. I was like, I think I just need to walk for the rest of the day. And like, this is, it's going to be what it is, but not what I expected. I had the whole four, one plan. And then the most magical thing happened. And everyone has their own opinion, but my personal experience was that it was magic the sky you could feel the temperature drop 10 degrees and the sky opened up and yes like a light rain or just rain is preferred over like a full-blown lightning and thunderstorm but I'll take it (laughs) it was a storm for miles I think 
And I went from thinking I'll never jog again um, or run again to like running and splashing and smiling. And my heart, um, I, I just felt pure joy. That's when the like, thank you for sunshine, thank you for rain song came into my head. My, I was just happy, like definition of happiness was like oppressive heat, humidity, skyrocketing heart rate, feeling defeated to like on top of the world. And I, that it's just my, I don't know. I loved it. I love it. It was cool. Um, and then I saw that I could run at low heart rate or jog at low heart rate. It was back to like normal. It was really, that temperature, man, really messes with, with a lot of things. But anyway, um, so happy. That was my, and it was a long time. It was like a long storm. And then it took time. Even after the storm ended, we still got some cloud coverage and then it got crazy hot again. Um, but not as hot as the beginning part of the day. So anyway, that was my, uh, what a highlight that was such a highlight. I, I can't even express. And, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's one of my highlights. I'll go into the rest of my highlights and kind of close it out. I, I don't want to do a super long, uh, episode here, but, oh, um, my approach was for one, um, and then I was going to drop it down and strategize. I kind of, after I stopped the four one, I just started to follow, um, I mean, I think it was more mind over body. I kept trying to remind myself how much longer I had and that it would just being more, not careful, but it would just benefit me later and I could actually finish strong and like feel good if I just took more walk breaks. And so that's just what I did. I, I don't want to I don't have a lifestyle right now where I can be like taken out for days. (laughs) So I just wanted to feel good. Um, What contributed to my feeling good, I will talk about this because I was always curious about like this, um, was my nutrition and hydration. And I'm so grateful that I paid such attention to it and that I trained my nutrition. Um, A friend of mine commented that he didn't know how I like ate the way I did during it, but, and I actually don't know how I ate sandwiches, but I had to, I quickly realized I could not take another cliff bar. I just, I just could not, but um, I trained eating the whole time, eating every hour, uh, downing the water and electrolytes every hour. And that's why I like the four one. Cause I would like sit my water and snack during the one minute. Um, and I, I really feel like I ate for 12 hours and the two things that I did not want to take me down. I mean, my body's one thing and I, and I'll just talk about it now instead of saying, I'll talk about it later. My body felt great. I mean, I have only a certain level of fitness. So like my legs weren't running like the fitter people's legs were. That's fine. But it was cool. I, when I was running, I felt my glutes sore, my adductors. Like I, I felt the parts that were sore that were like working. So I felt great. Um, and then my feet were sore. And then when I saw my feet after, I was like, wow, I can't believe they weren't like screaming at me, but they weren't like, there wasn't pain. And I was so happy. This was another, 
I sometimes have like posterior tibial tendon, like your inner ankle flare up. And I didn't have a, any flaring all day. I, I couldn't believe it actually. So yes, I knew that my body could act up at any time or take me out. Um, but what I really didn't want was the side effects of dehydration or like poor nutrition, which would be headache, which would, ugh, I mean, it, I'm, it, it happens, but I just really wanted to prevent that dehydration headache. And then the like nausea of just not being fueled enough. I didn't want that kind of a bonk. So, and I thought if I'm like, I mean, you're only so much in control of things, but I really train that so I could be okay. And I used to be a like run on empty and, but my coach has taught me and I'm not going to get into that now, but she's just taught me the benefits of nutrition. (laughs) And then hydration is a given. Um, I may have gone slightly over. Um, I guess I'll never know, um, (laughs) with the electrolytes because I don't know. I thought I, I don't know. We'll see, but I feel good today and I felt great yesterday. So those things didn't take me down and I am so happy for that. Um, Oh, I don't even remember what led me to that, but um, let's see. My goals. Um, Oh, I didn't talk about packing. Um, So I packed a ton of shit. Oh, oh well, maybe I have to put a a warning for language. I packed a ton of stuff. so many changes of clothes. I knew it was going to rain because I was stalking the um, weather for so long. And um, and then like the socks, the I brought extra shoes. I brought a ton of bars because I, I don't do like gels or gummies. Um, I brought f- smoothies, which were a lifesaver. Like not smoothies, but the kinds in the bottle that are like green, green machine, mango deliciousness. I don't know. Those really saved me when I realized I just couldn't, it's not that I couldn't stomach the bars. I just, they were like, I didn't like them. And I'd been training with them, but I was like, oh, I can't eat another bar. And then I last minute decided to go to our Publix, like our local supermarket. And I got two (laughs) Publix subs with turkey and pickles. <laughs> I don't I don't know because um I didn't want vegetables, you know, but pickles are good when you're running and I cut them into fours and I put them in the little bags and there were a few times where I'd start out and I would I would walk for about 10 minutes just eating a sandwich. Um that was one of my other strategies is I besides going to the bathroom, I didn't want to and cha- filling up my water, my handheld water. Um, I did not want to spend too much time in uh, the pavilion because I knew my I was so like slow and walking a lot. So I walked and ate my sandwiches. Then I would digest for a few minutes, and then I could get going. And yeah, I trained I had trained my gut to consume real food, so um, so that wasn't a problem, which was great. Especially like they're like, don't try anything new on on race day, but. Um, I don't know. Uh, that, that actually worked for me and that was awesome. Um, I packed, yeah, all the, all the first aid stuff, which I'm grateful I have. I had, I don't feel like that was a waste. I packed a couple other pair of shoes, even after the rain and like going through ankle deep water for a few miles or however long it was. Um, didn't really feel the need to change socks, shoes, clothes, anything. 
at my 50k mark, I did decide to get some dry socks on, um, but put on the same shoes. I don't know. I have no idea if it was a good, it wasn't a bad choice. It just was what it was, but I didn't need any of my like changes of clothing or anything. Um, and yeah, I just brought home a ton of extra bars. Um, and I don't know, it felt like I, I mean, sure. I overpacked ice and water, but I did want to have enough to, to share with others. Uh, and I brought a bunch of whole foods, like no food dye candy (laughs) to share with others as well. But, um, I don't know, I guess it felt like I overpacked because I brought a lot home, but I'm not upset that I had, what I had with me. Um, so I'm just looking at my notes. Like I said, I, I never take notes, but I just wanted to make sure I got everything in here. Um, perception of time. I talked about that. Uh, I think we might be nearing the end of this episode. Um, I, it's cool to feel like proud of yourself. It's cool to feel, um, like you've accomplished something. Um, and I just feel like, I don't, I don't know. I don't definitely, I don't get that like in my workplace necessarily. I do get that with my coaching and my yoga teaching. Well, no, not that I accomplished something. I just feel good and fulfilled. This is something totally different to set a goal, to work towards that goal, right? The practice. And oh my gosh, the week before I was just like, am I going to wake up with a cold? And I'm like, are the kids going to bring home like sickness? And I, I just, you know, doing all the work to just stay fit and train and healthy and like showing up, like just showing up the race was actually something that was on my mind the most, just making it to that day, getting through all of the miles of training, um, uninjured and healthy and strong. And, and then, and in my, I was pretty confident I would get to 50k because a 12 hour, if you do the math, like you really don't have to probably jog at all. But I wanted to also like feel where I was at. So even though I pretty much felt like I would meet my goal, the first goal of getting to 50k, um, it was still like, I don't know, just feeling really proud and grateful. Um, that, that I was able to do that. And the, I don't know, actually I do know what's next. I don't know like what ultra event is next. I have no idea. A lot of them really intimidate me because they are, um, in nature in a different way than Riverbend. Riverbend is quite tame in terms of like the trail and the terrain. It's just kind of like packed gravel. Um, I know most of the other Florida ultras are, are quite, I don't know. I had overheard someone talking about quicksand, but anyway, um, I don't know what next ultra event is for me. I do know that I need to, um, pick up my strength training, um, due to like some shoulder and neck injury. I kind of copped out of a lot of strength training this time, even though like obviously running it to your legs, but all the core and upper body. So anyway, I want to you know, recommit to that. That was a huge part of my life for, for several years. So I want to recommit to that. Um, I am participating in a marathon in December. Um, and I'd like to, I guess, PR just be faster than I was before. Um, 
and what other goals yeah i i don't know that's <laughs> that's that's enough in terms of you know the running um but if you want to chat <laughs> running new running because i i want to also remind you all and some of you might know but and i said it in the beginning but but i am a new runner and my first like year and a half or two out of the gate starting you know at 40 and being like teaching yoga for 16 years being like like very mobile which I'm not anymore now I like feel the stretches it's lovely um but going from like a certain body type to like creating what's needed to to run um and oh that first year and a half or so going out of the gate like completely um, well, not guided at all, but just thinking I had to feel like I was having a heart attack the whole time and driving myself like into the ground each time, um, having my own bout with injuries, um, and then coming to, then finding my coach, um, and, and learning, uh, to start slow. And I can't emphasize that enough. I am really excited. I have met a few people who are like, I can't run. I can't start running now. Or I used to run, and the run walk uh, that I've incorporated um, has been super beneficial. And for me, it's not actually like just starting out. Um, it's uh, knowing that I can keep a better pace and better form with those planned walk breaks. Um, and I am going to do an episode. So I do episodes of Peaceful Power Project that are called Walk with Me. And they are for people who either have a hard time getting up and moving or only move in like aggressive, like, you know, like let's work out kind of way. So it's a walk. It's a walk. So for some, a walk might take some motivation. And for others, a walk might take some like, it's okay to slow down. Um, And I do these walk with me episodes where I bring mindfulness to walking check that out if you haven't already but I do plan on doing um uh I don't know to call it a jog with me or I I don't know like new runners um guide and I'm gonna do a like a a 30 30 or 31 even like a little jog for 30 seconds walk for one minute and I'm going to uh put it up on this podcast because Again, running has been this incredible physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual um, journey and help in my life. And I really do believe it's for everybody. I really do. Just as I, I say the same with yoga, yoga is not for flexible people. And it's not not for flexible people. You're flexible. Yay. Keep practicing your yoga. Yoga is for the... like inflexible people to find more space and more ease and more flexibility, right? So, you know, the same with running. Running isn't just, yes, yeah, so I should have said just for flexible people. Running isn't just for super fast running people, right? Like running is for all of us to, um, like to grow and, and improve our, our, fitness and it can it's for the people who don't run is to to start and to start moving in that way and it's it is such a natural thing if you really think about it don't even have to think about it look at my kids look at look at kids um oh this is it's the funniest um 
you know, don't run, don't run. Like, you know, you're in the supermarket or whatever, and your kid's like running down the aisle. Don't run. No, (laughs) we're born to run. I I know another person, uh, people coined that in their book title, but we are. So yeah, just think of that. We are born to run. Um, That's it. I'm excited. I hope that this was a fun episode for you. It was nice for me to be able to uh, capture and relive uh, one of the best days ever. Um, Truly, I... So much gratitude. Um, So, so much gratitude. Just trying to let's see i think we are gonna end it at that if you like this episode or any of the episodes of peaceful power project i would be so grateful if you could leave a uh, review on either review on apple Podcasts and then on spotify if you could follow or subscribe please share if you think that others would have fun listening to this episode if you know anyone who wants to do their first ultra and um like isn't a i don't know again when i when i searched for these episodes i hadn't really come up on like a more of a beginner runner attempting an ultra so if you know any of those um send them to send them to this podcast i'd be so grateful um you can also reach out to me request uh, any topics that you want to hear and as always peaceful power project is sponsored by peaceful power project coaching so my one-on-one small group coaching and the emerge program the emerge program is individual or small group focus on Uh, women who struggle with their body image or with uh, their relationship with food. So it is an eight-week program. So Peaceful Power Project one-on-one coaching with Sarah Granado, that's me, or uh, and the Emerge program both sponsor this episode. Wishing you all peace, power, and presence today.